you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Around the NFL podcast works out with Dan Campbell. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with some heroes. My goodness. Uh, To my left, Chris Wessling back in the house. To my right, Greg Rosenthal. And a very special guest sitting in the Mark Sessler chair. You may know him from up to the minute on NFL Network. I know him as one of the stars of a film IMDb had to label with three separate categories. Drama, comma, horror, comma, thriller. 2017's directorial debut, maybe, by Jason Eric Perlman, Threshold. Patrick Claybon. What's up, boys? <laughs> Is that accurate? Hey, Dan. <laughs> um, I'm, I, I'm not a th- director at all. That was by far the best, hey, Dan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Way better than any of Greg's attempts. Um, hey, Dan. Yeah. I was not a director. I, I played a role in Threshold. No, Jason I, Eric Perlman's the director. Yes. But it, uh, the film maybe was his debut. I haven't looked into his IMDb profile. But you do have one. Yes, Claybon, and do. that's an ATN Insider exclusive, baby. I come up from taping this this hit, and and I walk past Dan, and he's got a pic, he's got my profile picture of his of my IMDb page just sitting there with a bunch of words scribbled around it. And it's like freaking Woodward and Bernstein are up here. Just pouring through the internet, trying that, to find the information. That's the entire IMDb uh, page. So that's if it. this was your debut, how did this come about? Uh, connections. My um, my wife is a lovely individual, and um, people are <laughs> brag. always willing to, to share information with her. And somebody was thinking of, of her, and that turned to thinking of me um, mm-hmm. with, with regards to, I need somebody to pretend to, to be a news person. Ah. And um, it turns out I can do that. That's the one role that I can play. 
uh, yeah, you are. You play the character newscaster. Do you have a line? <laughs> I have several lines. Have well, several. here's what's a little confusing to me, and you can check it out, Patrick Claybon <laughs> on IMDb. Your image. I didn't sign up for this. First of all, you are a very good-looking man. We all know that. That's you. Uh, but you're wearing what looks like a police SWAT gear. That's not the the gear of a newsman. Is well, that from another project that we have we're not aware of yet? No, that that's from my original role as a newsman before I was a sportsman. I um I keep the picture around to prove that I, I do have police friends so that um yeah, people can't say negative things about me. But but no, it's um <laughs> uh we were doing a, a ride along. They gave us vests. Oh, how fun. Um I, I took a phone call. Somebody took a picture of me. I thought it was a cool picture. Yeah, it's a good I, shot. You and, got a pencil in your ear, like yeah. any journo. And so I, I struggle, <laughs> I struggle with like vanity issues in that, like I don't have any. Yeah. Like I, I don't have a real high opinion of myself. So that, that's the one picture that, like, you're like this. You're like, all in on that. It looks like you're taking control of a hostage situation. Yeah. Always. You've got it under control. <laughs> yeah. Come out of this house now. <laughs> and where could people see Threshold? Has it been released yet? Um, there's been some screenings in LA, uh, it, you know, some preparation goes in. I, I probably could have plugged the film a little bit more, help my, <laughs> help my two Jason out, but no. Anyway, there you go. Patrick Claiborne <laughs> in Threshold, but we know him here at, um, NFL media as a, a different title. And that's why, well, it's good to catch up with Patrick again. Last time you were here, it was a few weeks back, uh, Patrick and I was actually out of the office that day. So I wanted to get my Claiborne on. Uh, And the reason why specifically is um, Patrick is here is because any, you know, anyone can rag on a hot take gone wrong. But the true master is the man that I I I christened the hot takes ombudsman. Uh, He's a man that can do it in real time. He'll do it in real time. And that's why Patrick Claybon's here today for the latest edition of you know what it is. Trash takes with Patrick Claybon. <laughs> glad, to, glad to bring you guys some takes. Uh, last time we did this, it was draft season, and people were, you know, it, things really get get hot oh, it gets uh, taken. during draft season. There's always clear yeah. themes. Uh, the NFL offseason is a little bit different, but they're still there. Yeah. And you know, last time we played this, I gave you guys three options. You can either you can retweet this person. This is hypothetically. You're experiencing this in real time. Oh, I, I love give, this. I yeah. want to give you the experience that I share. You can yeah. retweet it. Um, you can retweet it and mock it. Yep. Or you can just straight up block the person as soon as you see this. Oh, I like that. You don't necessarily have any pre-information whether or not this person sucks. You All you have is this tweet, so you're oh, making this decision. Fun. There's no kill option. Yeah. That. No. We're, and by the way, we're, this will come later in the show because that's a great tease right man, right there. A man who will disassemble your hot takes purely for sport. Oh, yeah. Patrick Claybone, <laughs> the hot takes ombudsman. Uh, so we'll do that a little bit later. Uh, but we do have some news to get to. We are, of course, in the dark period now. Uh, and uh, it's not much in terms of hard news to get to. But that doesn't mean there's nothing to talk about. Uh, well, it kind of means that. kind of means there's not a lot to talk about. But... We will be talking about stuff. So we'll talk about what's going on in the news. Eric Decker at the top of that list. Then we're going we're gonna to get some uh, uh, trash takes going, and uh, away we go. Uh, but before we do that, I want to say hello to the man behind the glass, Sean Sullivan. What's up, Sully? Hey, guys. I'm stoked about this uh, garbage garbage day. It's <laughs> garbage day is coming, baby. It's coming. Garbage day. Garbage day. <laughs> it is here. Is that workaholics? No. Oh. Uh. I wish. No, I believe it's Silent Night. Um, it's a 
80s um, horror film <laughs> that has a cult audience for being so bad. Part two. Does it, it wasn't even part one. Does every horror wow. film have a yeah. cult audience for being bad? Uh, some are worse than others, and those are the ones that uh, end up being on the internet and YouTube, including that famous scene. Um or infamous scene. All right, let's do some news. Get your act together, bro. You're trash. <laughs> ah, little Debbie. She could have been working on that diss track right now, Greg. I'm happy to let that one lie. <laughs> it's gone away. Out of my life. Put it in the past. Um, let's start with Eric Decker, who, uh, of course, was released by the Jets last week. And he, as you might, uh, it should not be a surprise that he quickly found work because the guy can still play, even coming off an injury, 30 years old. Uh, Decker and the Tennessee Titans agreed to terms on a one-year deal on Sunday, the team announced. Uh, Rap Sheet reported the deal is worth $3.85 million, according to a source informed of the contract. And the move comes less than a week after the wideout, uh, as I said, was released by the Jets. And this happened quickly because he just he met with the, the Titans uh, uh, on Wednesday, a couple days later, deal done. Uh, Greg, you wrote a banger. I, I implore everyone to check it out about the rise of the Titans uh, uh, on NFL.com. Uh, your thoughts about where Decker fits in uh, in terms of being an important piece of this puzzle. He fits in perfectly because John Robinson, their general manager, looked at this roster and he knew it wasn't it wasn't ready. The wide receiver group and the secondary were not really ready to compete in the AFC, and he has attacked that aggressively. He did it in the draft with three pass catchers in the first three rounds, including Corey Davis, and I think Decker still has a lot to give. We talked about it last week as a, as a potential quality starting wide receiver. So to add a veteran to Rashard Matthews, and now you have Corey Davis, you have Taiwan Taylor, you have Delaney Walker, of course. You don't need Decker to put 1,200 yards up. He's just kind of one guy in the mix, and I love it. If you love Marcus Mariota like Wes does, to see him finally have some weapons around him is nice. The greatest thing Marcus Mariota ever did was get it out of his rookie season alive. Can you name the Titans' <laughs> leading rusher and two leading wide receivers from Mariota's rookie season, which was just two years ago? Oh, wow. Oh, man. I can't. I can't remember any. Well, Walker would have been one of the re- leading receivers, but not wideouts. Not 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 right. Bishop Sankey. The two leading wideouts in yards were Doriel Green Beckham and Harry Douglas. Mm. And the leading rusher was Antonio Andrews. Wow, <laughs> oh, double A. So now they've got Demon. They've got Demarco Murray, Derek Henry. You've got Corey Davis and Taewon Taylor as rookies. Decker and Delaney Walker. Rashard Matthews. Who's solid. That is going from 2015 to 2017. That's about as dramatic of a makeover as you could possibly have in surrounding talent. And you get to see a, a team make a move in free agency where it, it, we're watching these older guys kind of wait and wait and wait for weeks. And you're thinking a lot of these teams can get a, 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 somebody that can contribute. And it's nice to see a team other than the New England Patriots say, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> you come play football for us. We'll give you a little bit of money. We'll give you some incentives, and then maybe we can have some success without, you know, trying to fail for a whale or tank for a shank or whatever. Scam for Sam. Yeah. Hosen for Rosen. <laughs> One of those things. Who's the third guy in the mix? There's another guy. Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. Fallon for Allen. These are all options that are out there right now. What about Lamar Jackson? You need to come up with him, too. In action for Jackson? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, um, and, you, and you also hit on it in your piece, Greg, that – uh, John Robinson, the GM, he he came into a better situation that he had the quarterback in place in terms of really building this team out. So you and got, he had the any of the picks 
And he had the picks. And, and that, the number one overall pick, and he, he converted that into a lot of picks. So Sorry. he's fortunate that he had the quarterback, which is the most important piece. But everything he's done after, he's done a great job with this. He built the, built the protection for him, got the, got the running backs, and now he's building out the playmakers on the outside. I'm just, uh, I mean, I'm all in on these Titans this year. I'll oh, so you, you are in. I'm in this year. I thought you were going to argue against, the time. against my premise, which was essentially I that. I couldn't. I wanted that, to, but I couldn't. That there's no reason not to consider them the favorite in the AFC South. I'm not saying they're a favorite to win the Super Bowl, but they should be considered the favorite in that division. It's a very flawed division, and they're a good team. And Andrew Luck's hurt. If they want, If they want to go beyond winning the AFC South, they need – stars on defense. They need a Dore Jackson to be an immediate hit. They need a Rackpo and Derek Morgan to each get double-digit sacks because they have PFF put out a, a tweet yesterday on uh, Monday. Every single expected starter on the Titans roster got a positive grade from PFF last year. They have no real weak spot if you look at their mm. starting lineup. But the other thing I'd be excited about if you're a Titans fan, we've all seen those ridiculous touchdown-to-interception ratios for Mariota in the red zone. He's one of the best red zone quarterbacks in the league. Now you've got Decker, mm. who's a power forward in the end zone. Corey Davis, who was the most productive red zone wide receiver in college. Taewon Taylor was the third most productive red zone receiver in college. And Delaney Walker, this is going to be a really hard red zone offense to stop. And those those top ten wide receiver picks, they don't always pan out, especially not immediately. But just imagine what happens if that guy's the real deal. Yeah. I mean, that the 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 roof is off. He's got Steve Smith's seal of approval. What did, what did Jordan say? What was his line about? <laughs> the ceiling is the roof. The ceiling is the roof. <laughs> I'm I'm hearing this excitement, and as a creepy observer who has access to you guys, a potential, maybe, I know Mark's not here, but maybe an early leader, perhaps? In terms of the team of uh, around the NFL? <laughs> maybe? I think I think that's fair. I like the Chargers a lot too. Don't want so to the, say anything yet. So I, I can't remember going well, in. Overstep, you know. In <laughs> June, in, in June, I can't remember having two teams that I like this much uh, going into the season where I would fully support both. And they, I mean, they did a great job. The reason you believe in Robinson, and then we'll move on, is he helped fix that running. That was the focus last year. He fixed the running game in one season. I think Derrick Henry is going to have a really good career and has a lot more to offer uh, than he's really been talked about. That's an unbelievable one-two punch. If if you're looking for a weakness, he he has four new starters in the secondary most likely. Is Logan Ryan really going to be a huge difference maker? Like we'll see. Kevin Byard, who we like at safety, he was a part time player. Picked up Jonathan Cyprian. You you picked up Cyprian. It's like will that all work? Dory Jackson. You don't know. I mean, adding that many new starters that that could be a Communication problem. Communication is big in the secondary. It's better than they were last year though, when they were just rotating guys looking for prayers. Uh, let's move on and talk about a another team in the AFC that's garnered some buzz. Uh, their wide receiver, I'm talking about the Miami Dolphins. Jarvis Landry, uh, their wide receiver, has put a deadline. We usually don't talk about this, but hey, it's June 20th. Put a deadline on contract extension talks, the start of the 2017 season. The Dolphins wide receiver, uh, the agent for the wide receiver, told the Miami Herald that Landry won't hold out over a new contract, but also doesn't want to negotiate once the regular season begins. Wes, I want to ask you this question. Um, Jarvis Landry is 24. He has that record for the most catches in the first three years of your career, 288. It's a bogus record. All right, over 3,000 yards, 13 (laughs) touchdowns. I mean, it's a record. It is what it is. He's obviously been productive from a a number standpoint, but is this guy actually a star wide receiver, in your opinion, Wes, three years in? I mean, I guess it depends how you label star. I find this situation really interesting. 
Because they paid Kenny Stills, what, seven, eight million a year? Eight a year, yeah. Devontae Parker is the most hyped wide receiver this offseason in the NFL. And if you watch him on tape, if he can stay healthy, should be a number one receiver. So you're going to have Devontae Parker. You paid for Kenny Stills. What do you pay for one of the best slot receivers in the NFL who doesn't really play anywhere but the slot? It's tricky. I Slot receivers generally don't get paid big bucks. Which is stupid. I think it's one of those things that will get corrected over time. Well, you, pay you know what for- I mean? Like Jarvis Landry or Julian Edelman or whatever slot receiver you want to take, you just watch the games to see how valuable they are. You, so they're underpaid. Well, you pay for players who draw and beat double teams, and slot receivers don't even draw double teams usually. I love Jarvis Landry. I mean, there aren't many guys who can do those sort of things after the catch. I think it makes sense that you don't negotiate during the season because free agency is like it's the greatest thing ever if you can reach it. So if you're Jarvis Landry, he's going to put up numbers. You'll get you'll get the franchise tag or you'll get a monster contract. So it, he somebody will pay him. If right. he, he is. I don't mean to bemean Jarvis Landry. He's really good. He's one of the top three or four slot receivers in the NFL. Uh, let's move on to something way more important than anything we've talked about so far. Uh, we're talking about Deuce Gruden, baby. Oh, yeah. And I love – I have to say this. I had no idea – you say Quadzilla? Uh, I had no idea that um, – and it may have – I've had two sons. I'm, I'm shutting down the, the, the show, uh, the old gravy train. Mm, gross. Uh, there will not be another uh, Hansa son. That's how you call it. Uh, I said it, and then I said that. No, I don't like the connotation. That's a thing. The gravy thing. Not – John Gruden the second is his name. That's his is John David Gruden the second, but he just calls him Deuce. Is that a thing? Is that where Deuce McAllister came from? I didn't even know this. It I never think connected Deuce Gruden's him. a cool name. It's a great way to instead of calling somebody Junior or um, like uh, my uncle, my uncle John, who I'm very close with. His father was John, so it was one of his buddies would call and be like. Hey, uh, is little John there, uh, or is hey big John there? What about yeah. Chip? How about Deuce? And you know, you, you got John and Deuce. Yeah, I think it's it, great. It, the the two together, it kind of highlights that Gruden is is kind of a gross name. Just when you say it over and over again, <laughs> Deuce Gruden. <laughs> and, and Deuce Gruden, is, it sounds like a euphemism. Like I don't, Deuce that sounds like a Rob Schneider movie. <laughs> what was I was gonna? It's funny that you said Rob Schneider because I was thinking of that Ben Stiller volley, uh, dodgeball movie that he feels like he would have been either one of the announcers played by Jason Bateman or one of the characters. Anyway, Ju- Deuce Gruden uh, finished. In first place in the junior 183-pound weight class at the International Powerlifting Federation Classic on Monday in Belarus? 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 I think uh, Pepper Brooks and Cotton McKnight called this on ESPN 8, the Ocho, too. Oh, Belarus. Oh, the country. (laughs) Belarus. Oh, yeah, Belarus. Belarus. Uh, John Sr. was in the house and uh, took photos that, that went all over social media on a slow uh, Monday in the NFL calendar. So congratulations to Deuce, who is now a champion, a world wow. champion powerlifter. Claybon, I want to ask you. Um, <laughs> you um, have a pretty hot bod. Um, False. In addition to your strong jawline and all the other things you have going for you physically, you son of a bitch. Um, what is your biggest uh, pet peeve? At the gym, uh, in oh. terms of the, the, the weightlifting area, the loose weights. Biggest pet peeve that you have to deal with with people around you. P- 
people around. Um, probably unnecessary conversation. Um, That's bad. Yeah. Because uh, I've got the headphones in. Yeah. And then it's you know you see you just see somebody's lips moving. Yep. And then you have to take the headphones out. That's annoying. And then sometimes they didn't actually say anything. Yeah. It just takes you out of the zone. Um, but but yeah, other than just grunting. Uh, but I'll, grunting for show. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a bad one. Come on, man! Like we're not in Tokyo. This isn't 2020. <laughs> you know, we're in Culver City uh, doing some sets. Like, yeah, be quiet. I don't like the. Um, oh, the Bach bar doesn't listen to the show. The, <laughs> the gym I go to is three floors, and I don't have the time as a father of two to really like go nuts and and do the weightlifting and everything. Like, Daddy likes to go up to the elliptical. And, and do some business on the second floor. And then the meatheads every once in a while will drop one of their, you know, 300 pound weights or whatever. And it will shake like there's an earthquake and everyone has to react on the second floor. It's like, hey, put down the weights with some respect. How about that? <laughs> I, I want to bring it back. Uh, I feel like you lost uh, your train. Your, uh, were you trying to say that that because of Deuce Gruden, like you were thinking you were getting inspired you know, to pull the gravy train back into the station or no, something? I, like to see this sun. Yeah. Do <laughs> no, the gravy train has been uh, disassembled. Well, it hasn't been. I hope not. No. <laughs> I have the a breaking friend. News breaking drop. news. We, yeah. we've, we've talked about, I think on this show, didn't we talk about the um, some of the negative aspects of a uh, snip-snip scenario? Yeah, there was somebody in the office that, Yes. Recently underwent the I've procedure. heard you and Mark speak of it several yeah, times. It hasn't been disassembled, but it, it just it made me think if, if I were still in the place in my life where there would be another child coming if it was a son and I'd give him the my name and then I'd just mm. call him Deuce. That's okay. Fun. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Kaleche Osemele, this is for uh, – mostly this one is just for Greg Rosenthal. Um and you you wrote the article. Yeah, you can read about this on the end round. But again, it's June 20th. So anything that I'm writing right now is just to pass a little bit of time. <laughs> uh, Kaleche Osemele, of course, is a standout offensive lineman for the Oakland Raiders. But he's also a, a – tr- yeah, and, and I mean a standout offensive lineman protecting an incredible quarterback. Great free agent uh, pickup. They gave him a lot of money, and they don't regret $1 at that. Yeah, so Assembly, uh, he's been traveling the world in his free time. Uh, if nice you, gig. If you follow his Twitter, he's been whitewater rafting in New Zealand. He went bungee jumping. He did this uh, jump rope thing at what was labeled a full moon party where the jump rope was on fire and he almost burned himself to death. Is he coming after Dahani Jones' job? Maybe. Uh, Jack Del Rio has, has, uh, has watched all this uh, with, the rest of, uh, with the rest of us with great consternation. But anyway, he calmed things down a little bit. Uh, Kalechi and uh, made a recent trip to Iceland. Uh, can we get some Iceland music? Take us there. Let's Who go. Who is that? There. Bjork. This is no. We're not allowed to play Bjork. Uh, this is Bjork. This is Bjork. <laughs> uh, this is traditional nice. folk music uh, from uh, the mighty Iceland of Osemli at a hot spring, which just looks like a glorious existence. And Greg insisted that we talk about <laughs> the hot springs <laughs> of Iceland, so we're going to throw it to Greg. Well, I just thought. This is our. When else are we going to get a chance to talk about the number thirty-three uh, most downloads in around the <laughs> NFL podcast history coming out of the country of Iceland? Thank you to the forty-six thousand six hundred eighty downloads. It's really probably just a handful of people that listen regularly, but, uh, but we respect you. You know, you're there. And I, I've always, I've always had a fascination with Iceland. Wanted to go there. I mean, they've accomplished a lot for a pretty small country. Bjork. 
Sugar Royce is from nice, Iceland. Uh, nice Euro soccer tournament. I'm a big, too. Yeah, yeah, have had some big soccer wins. Yeah. I, I have, I've always wanted to go to two places. Since I was a, a young kid, I really wanted to go to two places. One was Japan, one was Iceland. I met my wife when I went to Japan. And so I've always kind of had that other thing in the back of my mind. What's going to happen when I finally so go to Iceland? So you got a Gumon maybe my in Iceland? Maybe my second <laughs> wife. <laughs> a lifelong friend, at the very least. Uh, Sully will know this. They had the, the Viking war chant for that soccer team, an underdog soccer team. That was cool. And uh, that that's a, definitely something to hit on YouTube if you've never seen it. So I'm all in on Iceland, too. But let's move on. The one, oh, go ahead. The what? one professional athlete I remember from Iceland was a guy who was uh, seven foot two center in the NBA mm. during the eighties, named Peter Gudmundson, and everybody had a guy like him. Whether it was Mike Schmreck or Granville Waiters or Uwe Blob, uh, Chuck Nevitt. <laughs> everybody all, had a seven foot. Everybody had a seven foot stiff on the end of the bench who would never play. But you put him in to, to rough up the other team, right? Yeah, he's, he's the bully. Um, small Iceland NFL fact: uh, From nineteen ninety to two thousand three, people couldn't watch NFL football in Iceland. We almost Whoa. lost. Those mm. thirty nine thousand downloads. Woof! What happened? Podcast. That's yeah. Bjork wasn't wasn't a big fan. It's growing up. Oh, so quiet. Shh. <laughs> Shh. Remember that one? That was a banger. <laughs> uh, moving on. Let's move to China. How about some Chinese folk music? <laughs> Sully. <laughs> doubling up on the folk music today on the podcast. Um, Tom Brady is the quarterback of the New England Patriots. Uh, Patriots were scheduled to play a game in China back in 2007, but that contest got canceled against the Seahawks. And uh, now with his career coming closer to a close, Brady wants a chance to play that game, finally. This to ESPN, ESPN.com. My dream is to play a game here in China someday, he said during a promotional tour in China. We had an opportunity, I think, Ten years ago, and my team was going to play here, and unfortunately, it didn't work out. But one day, I hope that there are many games here, and over the course of a year, because it's such a great sport, and because I love it so much, to bring that here, and to bring the discipline and incredible strategy involved. This music sounds like the beginning of a movie that's begging for Oscar nominations. I'm, you channeled Brady. Really, I yeah. imagine him sitting Indian-style floating on a cloud telling this to a gaggle of Chinese reporters. The last minute was the best advertisement to be one of those listeners that listens at one and a half speed. <laughs> Which there are many, strangely. I've never read a, a Tom Brady quote that long. Is he always speaking circles and, and, and just in kind of an annoying cadence? I think yeah. when he's trying to promote himself uh, to an international community, he probably uh, leans into that a little more heavily. Mm. And um, finally... Let's pick it up, China, by the way. 15th on the old uh, country rankings in terms of podcast listeners. I know there's uh, some internet uh, access issues there but someone's getting on someone's downloading those podcasts are they they're behind they're right behind japan who's 14th i mean a fraction of the size a lot of rivalry there let's pick it up well i was gonna say that (laughs) um are they the number one communist podcast uh communist country for our podcast listenership who knew greg was gonna give china the stick instead of the carrot yeah you never know (laughs) uh they would be number one okay got north korea beat out that's good who else is hanging in there with the communism right now where are we at on the communism? Where are we at on Cuba? This is the communism podcast. Uh, <laughs> well, they've relaxed. We've relaxed a lot of our 
restrictions in place uh, with but, Cuba. But with are Cuba. they still communist? Oh, that's something we've got to figure out. Sully? This is June 20th, isn't it? <laughs> Can you look up if Cuba's still communist? Wait, yep. is this the summer solstice? I believe they are. Anyway, finally, a Packers fan. Um, this is kind of an interesting story. I, I got a feeling Wes is going to have a take on this, so I'm going to set Wes up mm. on this one. I was I, trying to decide whether I had a take on it. Yeah, <laughs> a Packers fan by the it's name. It's been decided for you. Of Ryan Holton Murphy. Now, uh, as is customary in our culture, we're just talking about China and Iceland, but in our culture and many other cultures, when a man and woman marry, the woman will take uh, the man's last name in, in many instances. instances. In fact, I'd say in most instances, but not all. But anyway, you never hear the other way around. You never hear the man taking the woman's last name. But that's what happened with a Packers fan uh, in Wisconsin who met a woman at a karaoke bar in Madison. Uh, Ryan Murphy, Ryan Holton Murphy was a huge Packers fan. He met a woman named Marie who's plugged in on her. He said, oh, she's fetching. I'm going to dig in here a little bit. They got to know each other. Turned out her name was Marie Packer. And this guy, a diehard Green Bay fan, fell immediately in love. Uh, He told Good Morning America. Well, this is what he had to say to Good Morning America. Marie is beautiful, strong, hilarious. And then she told me her last name. I didn't believe her and made her show two forms of ID and a credit card. So anyway, it was legit. They got married over the weekend on the top of uh, Willis Tower, formerly uh, Sears Tower, uh, a Packer-themed wedding. He took his... Wife, or his wife's last name. He is now Ryan Packer. Ryan Marie Packer. Ryan and Marie Packer. Congratulations, kids. Uh, you are the Packers. Huh. Thoughts, Wes? Well, as we careen toward a post-gender society, uh, this, <laughs> careen. this this ranks very low on my list of things that need a take, so I would appeal for a few takes on this one because, you know, you have these guys who when their wives – won't take their last name, and the wife decides to keep her own. The guy's, oh man, my family, we really, this is, we're so proud of this name. This this girl really has. Come on, calm down. No one's asking you to take her name. I just, I don't know. Do what you want to do with names. Dare live say, and let live on the name front. I think. Dare right. I say he uh, packed it in and uh, decided to settle. <laughs> yeah. Live and let live on the names, not the puns. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, and while we're here, I might as I mean, well. I mean, he was a little too excited that her name was Packer. Could, like, let's, let's pipe could, down. Could, could he not have just changed his name to Packer anyway? Or does <laughs> like, he? Does he? Is that really? That's really the thing that puts it over the top. It's like if you met someone who had the last name Jet, would you really give? <laughs> would you really care? <laughs> I mean, I knew uh, if I didn't have a take, Greg would. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if in quieter moments, and now they're in the the newlywed period. But every marriage, uh, three of us are married here. Wes has a paramour that you get into a fight, and sometimes you, you think things that. You don't actually mean, but in the heat of the moment. I wonder if in quieter moments after maybe a fight, he thinks to himself, why did her name have to be Packer? (laughs) At some point in the next 10 to 15 years, he's going to think that a couple of times. Yeah. uh, I mean, he asked for two forms of ID. She gave it to him. Let's calm down. It it was literally the setup for like identity theft, and it actually ended up happening. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's uh, that's what's happening in the news. Elevate your underwear game to the next level with MeUndies. Oh. What is MeUndies? Ah. Just seriously soft, feel-good undies delivered right to your door. MeUndies are designed in L.A. and made from sustainably sourced 
Mayuro Madeo, a fabric three times softer than cotton. Miyundi's softer than soft. Lugjundi's come in an ever-changing selection of classic colors, bold shades, and adventurous patterns. So, ah! so you can tailor your undies to your own personal style. And guess what? You can save time and money each month with a monthly subscription. And if you're not ready for a subscription, that's okay. You can still save. That's because MeUndies is offering you 20% off your first pair. Just use our special URL, and it's very special. MeUndies.com slash around the NFL and get 20% off your first pair. So go ahead, revamp your underwear drawer. You deserve it. Once again, that's MeUndies.com slash NFL 2017. MeUndies, excuse me, slash around the NFL. MeUndies.com slash around the NFL. Okay. Business out of the way. Uh, Patrick Claibon, uh, this is the time. He is wow. the hot take ombudsman. You have your hot takes, and Patrick Claibon's always watching. So you better come come correct, or you might just get shown the door. He's like the Santa Claus of hot takes. Yeah. Keeping Hardest a list. Day. Checking it twice. Uh, so with that in mind, it is time now. As, you, as Patrick laid out at the beginning of the show, this is an interactive experience, both uh, for all of us in the studio right now, but everybody at home can do this as well. So what I want you to do is uh, bring up on your mobile device or your, uh, <laughs> your PC your, uh, or your laptop um, each of these tweets and make a, a decision. It is up to you to make the call uh, whether this is a, a good take or a trash take. Or just not much of a take at all, Patrick. You've had you have several set up for us. Where are we starting today? Uh, we'll start with a, a pretty much a, a layup. This is a, an extension of draft discussion. Um, maybe not too hot, but it's just it's got some themes. Okay. Uh, that that frequently come up. Who's it from? Oh, are we are we? Oh, how did, oh I'm sorry. I thought we we're actually. Oh, this is an anonymous trash. Um, no, we can we can make it. Let's let's not. Oh, I don't. I'm, I don't want to step on any toes. No, here. I, I'm. A, I'm all about. You know. Talking all right. Yeah, well, him. If I you're believe, yeah, in the past, we there. heard the take. We didn't know who it was from yeah, necessarily. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Expose him. Let's do it. All right. So uh, we'll start with Andy Benoit or Benoit or however you want to do it. Okay. Uh, this this isn't the juiciest bits of um, trash juice that have flowed from his particular dumpster, but this is just one. Andy is um, from Sports Illustrated and the MMQB. Uh, no quarterback has entered NFL with more pressure than Deshaun Watson. College reputation, Super Bowl-ready team, two first-rounders spent on him. Hmm. All right, it's a June 12th tweet. No QB has entered NFL with more pressure than Deshaun Watson. Jordan Label, college reputation. Well, I'm, I'm not going to retweet that or <laughs> block it or anything. It's actually one of the worst things you can have as a trash tweet, which is just to be – ignored because it's obviously not true. I mean, you can come up with plenty of quarterbacks who had as much or more pressure. So anytime you get into these superlatives, the most pressure ever, like I, I blanch at that, but it's not, it's not exciting enough. It's just one to just ignore. How is that like more pressure than Eli Manning? Right. There's a million, there's a million quarterbacks. How is it more Michael pressure? Vick. What's what's the pressure conversation anyway? Like, why? How are we ranking who wants to win the most? Just, <laughs> is, is that not weird? To you guys? There's there's a lot of different ways you could measure pressure, and you could pretty much come up with a quarterback every single year that would be in a similar or worse situation. You know who's going to be under a lot of pressure when my Jets go one and fifteen, and they take whoever they take next year. <laughs> 
that when you're in the the you're playing in the crucible of New York, that type of market, and everyone's expecting you to immediately be the savior, that guy will have more. I think going to Houston, it's there are worse places to go. I feel like when the Jets trashed their whole season just to pick you up for a chance to pick you up, right? That's a little more pressure. <laughs> that I might might mute them, might mute him for this, but you. <laughs> I, I'm digging deeper. I think the hot the hot take on Budsman here, he is diving even deeper to the entire, and this is why he's in charge, the entire concept of pressure you're not really into. Well, as a, that is – As a conversation topic. Am I right? That, like, measuring who pressure or not – it doesn't make sense to you. Yeah, it's it's a it's a dumb entry point to me. Yeah, mm. you're taking the Bunsen burner blowtorch to pressure the idea of pressure. All right, because, I like it. I mean, because we we extend it, and and it, we what what are we talking about? Like, let's say that we get to Blake Bortles. Like, if he doesn't succeed, then his career potentially might be over. But who can we? Who are we not saying that about? Like that that same situation could be said for Tom freaking Brady. It's a it's and a he weird walks in, on water. It's a weird intangible that we do catch ourselves trying to like rank versus each other when it's really not something. Well, with Bortles, self inflicted pressure. Yeah. yeah, but like, there's one thing for your own career to be at stake. It's another for the entire organization and the entire future of the organization to be at stake as well. But I don't. But I get I get your point. Like it is very as far as an entry point for a conversation, it's clumsy. I will. I, that's well put, Wes. I'll, I'll, I'm going to let it lie like that. But uh, everyone else can make their own decisions. Next up, your next trash take, Patrick Claybon. We're going to go to the fan ranks to uh, Jeremy B39, who replied to NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport, simply reporting that Jalen Ramsey had a successful surgery, which is uh, one of those things. He said that those are generally six-week recovery injuries, to which Jeremy B. replied, while they're in there, they should repair his vagina muscle, too. (laughs) Did he spell it properly? Yep. All right. Well, that one, I mean. (laughs) It elicits laughter. Jeremy B., over under 16 years of age. I'm going to go under, and I'm going to. 74-year-old male. And I'm going to go with a rare West preemptive block. Oh, yeah. Anyone that says anything that stupid is someone I do not want in my life ever. My favorite move is the preemptive block. If you can take an obvious idiot and remove them from your life before they have a chance to enter your life, it's a move you have to make. Praise hands. Absolutely. It's also, you know, I didn't didn't ace anatomy, but I don't think it's a muscle. It's like a, it's an organ, right? Yeah, it's a complete failure. <laughs> All right, that's blockable. Jeremy B, I got banged in a big spot by the hot takes on Budsman. Uh, what else you got? All right, we're going to. I'll Lew- be tough to top though. <laughs> we're going to Lewis Marbury. Um, he's at Lewis Marbury. Shout out to Lewis. Maybe this is to Le'Veon Bell. He tweets at Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> if Le'Veon Bell don't report to minicab, he is the most selfish. The Steelers ever had when they back him with his drug problem. That sound gives me uh, like is my my son Walker's favorite sound in the world. He hears that sound and he yeah. starts running, Same and with screaming, Jack. so excited to hear the garbage truck. But you don't want to hear Claybon's truck coming your way. <laughs> He's gonna run you over. 
Well, there, right away there's a little bit of a issue here because we can't be sure because we are not in contact with Lewis. He says if Le'Veon Bell don't report the mini cab, <laughs> is that like a small taxi? <laughs> it's part of the taxi squad. Because if that's the case, I get I, I don't really get the connection why the Steelers would be upset with him. I think or, it's mini camp. I think I think, it's, I think he's saying camp. that like Le'Veon would take a large lavish cab, but he wants them to take a more <laughs> responsible <laughs> tiny cab. Uh and did they and did the Steelers uh, listen, we might be giving this tweet a little too much <laughs> reverence, but did the Steelers really back him with his drug problem? They just sat through the suspensions and he's right, the Steelers, most talented running back. Any organization with the best running back in football would do. They waited for the suspension, then plugged him right back into the starting lineup. Yeah. So. Right. And uh, his, Le'Veon Bell, and this is kind of part of a, an entire genre of tweets or takes or anything about unsigned players skipping what's voluntary. If they were signed, it would be voluntary work. He's not even signed. He's not even technically allowed to go there at this point because they're negotiating a possible long-term contract. And when people get all worked up about this, whether it's Jeremy B or it's some you know, local columnist that puts my radar up that the guy's a clown. What's this clown's name? Um, that was that's Lewis Marbury. <laughs> I like that they He's getting blocked. It does take a little bit. Yeah, that's blockable. Perhaps I was going to say I think that Lewis Marbury should Google Ernie Fats Holmes and helicopter, mm. and then see if what Le'Veon Bell did was the most selfish thing a Steelers <laughs> well, ever done. All right, tell us the story. Ernie Fats story. Holmes, who played for the Steel Curtain, defensive lineman in the uh, early seventies, literally went crazy one day. Uh, I believe the cops were chasing him. He ran the cops off the road. A helicopter started following him. He shot oh, no. He shot his gun at the helicopter, <laughs> hit the helicopter, ran off the road. That's attempted murder, brother. He did all of this. <laughs> he went crazy. Could you imagine if that happened today? That That is one of those stories. And if you read some <laughs> old – if you read old Steelers books – uh, that story will pop up. It's this, one of the most unbelievable was, stories. I've this ever was read. 1973, so right in the middle of of uh, you know when they were when they were great, and it's one of those stories that you think, how much different would that be today? By the oh way, you, you only got five years uh, probation. Well, I think, really, I think uh, old <laughs> Dan Rooney and Art Rooney pulled some strings for him too. Yeah, it they, sounds like they it. Right. Went, he, oh, they went to bat for him. For what it's worth, yeah, he stayed on the team and he made the second team all pro the following season. So it was a feel good story. Plaxico Burris uh, dropped a gun out of his sweatpants uh, waistband and shot himself in the leg and got two years. <laughs> Roger Goodell was not commissioner this, when Ernie Fats Holmes was there. This office uh, shuts down for car chases anyway. Can yeah. you imagine if NFL player was involved? Oh, like, we'd actually have to work. What What do we do? Makes you think of one of my favorite <laughs> short YouTube videos worth a watch. Steven Seagal shoots down helicopter with handgun. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> just watch that video. You know, uh, I respect that, Patrick. And enjoy it. I once uh, bought Patrick Claybon a book about Steven Seagal. And, uh, really? Yes. That, that was actually the, the biggest budding point in my <laughs> Tremendous relationship with Dan. <laughs> it was uh, he got me that gift, and it, was, it really showed. It's uh, a real the type of man that he is. Detailed uh, breakdown of each of uh, Seagal's films, ranging from his golden period to the Bronze Era. <laughs> Wait, he had a golden period? Yes, oh, bro. I gotta you get, even? I gotta get you the book. I gotta regift. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna re-gift. above the law. Since you asked, above the law, and then he really gets into his wheelhouse. Out for Justice, 1990. Hard to Kill, 91. What a, I mean, we talk about double trouble right there. And then his, uh, really, maybe his biggest commercial moment, Under Siege, 92. 
co-starring Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey. Uh, that ended the gold period. Um, under siege, dark ter- under siege two, dark territory. Of course, was kind of coming out of that, where it was basically yep. under siege on a train. Not as good. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, his career really took the nosedive uh, when he got complete creative control after the box office success of Under Siege and, and put out Fire Down Below, where he pushed many of his environmental initiatives into the screenplay, and he also put on about 45 pounds or so. <laughs> that yeah. too. His personal life has is, is nosedived a little bit mm. since then. Yeah. You can hear more when Dan discusses the Seagal movies on the throwback podcast <laughs> when they run out of CDs. Yeah, we'll, we'll move on to Seagal. Uh, all right, let's I've keep... never seen a Steven Seagal movie. Listen, that I is used something. to walk in and my dad would be watching. My dad loved Steven Seagal movies and I never Very dad bought movie. him for a, for a Steven movie. Seagal guy. But and your, your, your old man was a, was a good man, so maybe we can sit together and, and with your dad looking down upon us, we can watch some Seagal films. Uh, maybe I'm just harshly judging it. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Next take. All right, um, this one is a retweet of me. Uh, just happened to be browsing Game Pass. <laughs> it was functioning, uh, watching some Dak Prescott. Posted a video of Dak making a nice throw, and this guy retweeted it. More. Oh, this is a tweet from at the Field Factor. Mm-hmm. He retweeted my video of Dak and said, "More athletic, Alex Smith." Ooh. <laughs> So yeah, that that hit on a couple of themes. I full, <laughs> full disclosure, I, I instantly uh, screenshotted it and retweeted him, and the MAGA. <laughs> that was your answer. Yeah, you already answered. And the MAGA in his profile and blocked him. Um, but yeah, that's what I did. So the, is he even more athletic than Alex? No, he's definitely not. Okay, <laughs> he's definitely. Not. I like that the field factor's actual name uh, on Twitter is Beacon of Salvation. Hello, Larry. Uh, not, not in this case. <laughs> and no his, confidence problem. His description: yeah. the most interesting married man in the world, life expert. Huh. Wow, it's a good, he's a life it's expert. It's a good field to get into, life expert. Well, uh, let's just break down the tape that that Claybon had used. It was a play action where he rolls right out of the pocket oh, and then throw. hits Cole Beasley with a decent cro- on a decent crossing pattern for a first down. A guy in his face thrown into double coverage. I mean, that's a beautiful throw. It's, it's a nice play, but is it the most athletic thing I've ever seen? No, not really. Is that something Alex Smith couldn't pull off with ease? I think he could do so, it. So what the germ of this guy's uh, take is that Dak Prescott is really a glorified game manager. Is that what he was I, I think that's what it is. It hits in several themes that one, like Alex Smith, who's you know started in this league for a long time, is generally trash. Um, that And unathletic despite uh, yeah. one of the – I think led the league in quarterback yards uh, from – rushing or, or yeah. second two years ago and has been one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the league for an entire decade but to be beacon of salvation his whiteness just washes away all of that <laughs> and somehow you can play quarterback in the national football league with giant crazy freaks chasing you and be unathletic is he got whitewashed it, make, it makes sense to he got the beacon of salvation in that spot and other idiots on twitter.com all right listen Dude. now he's getting warmed up let's, like, let's hear another one claybon boom coming <laughs> um we can uh Dan, you told me we could uh, leave the the realm of football here, and oh, yeah. because the the around the NFL podcast listeners uh, are versatile. You know why we can do that? You know, you know what today is? Garbage day. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, go to one that I had a, a particularly good time with, uh, which came with a column from Sally Jenkins. Why Ooh. Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors should go to the White House, even if they don't want to. Mm. And, and what was Sally saying? 
Well, I can um I can go and show you the her conclusion. I guess I'll just read you the um the way that that column ended, Uh-oh. which a, a column that included uh, references to the shooter at the congressional baseball practice. Got to uh, tie those things in. Yeah, linking to um. Yeah, linking that to the attitude of the Warriors deciding not to go if they they hadn't even decided yet or they hadn't been invited at the time this was written. This is how it ended. They can gracefully oppose to meet with someone they may oppose with their whole souls and stand in a room with him and grip his hand and then turn around and tell the world, this is what Americans do even when we disagree. We shake. We don't shoot. That's terrible. So the... The solution to the problems, if if there are problems in our country, the solution is Draymond Green going there and shaking hands with 45. Oh, man. I think he called them 45. Sally Jenkins has had a long and distinguished career, and she has been a fantastic writer for a long time, but that was an awful, atrocious column. Yeah, I think the move is you retweet with a comment, uh, shooting it down, which I believe Claybon might have done. I don't, I don't yeah, remember. Were, there was a lot of there, there was a lot a of few. there was a lot of chatter uh, that morning, and I think that's the right way to attack it. And it and it hits on this sort of weird genre of sports columnists. At some point, like sports columnists thought it was just part of their job to like tell the rest of the world like what they should do for their with their life when it has nothing to do with sports especially where they're just like giving instructions about how sports players or teams or fans should live their life. And, and yet it's connected to politics somehow. Like why, why is the sports columnist writing about that at all? This is I, how, don't, I don't want to hear that. This is how hashtag stick to sports started. People get ticked off about the, the people that take it too far and, and preach at you. Oh, I stick to sports is an automatic block. But the, the issue with stick to sports is, the stick to sports community probably agrees with Sally here and says that they should go <laughs> stick to sports community. No, that, that, I like it's it. Like, it's like, well, good. yeah, you just, just get these guys to stick to sports and, and do what they, what they should do, which is what I think that they should do. And that's the real way to stick to sports is to live your life. As I would tell you to sport man. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's exactly. the hot takes. Ombudsman. Did you have anything else? Claybon? Um, don't force it. If you don't have Let's anything see. else, we're good. No, there's, we can we can end on that one. The last one's kind of a trope alert. Uh, Jake Rudock is light years ahead of Brad Kaye in oh, the quarterback race. That's a good one. Light years. Trope alert. <laughs> trope alert. Which trope I tried alert. to do the math on it, and it was horribly wrong. Light oh, yeah, years. wait. What was it? What was it? You did do the math. Um, how, how do you know it's wrong? Wait, who are the two? The Kaya and yeah, Jake Rudock. Yeah, Jake Rudock. I, it's really – it's. One of the funny – it's probably the second funniest position battle going on right now behind uh, tell a, a the folk. Tell that the that one of those two would be light years ahead in the backup quarterback job for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, it's a, it's a Lions story. Uh, so I, I tried to go back. The good folks at NASA have a live location tracking on the Voyager probe. <laughs> and so I, I know this is the fastest man-made object we've ever had, and it's the farthest away. I, I think um, – and my math is is probably really bad here, but I, I went to a hundred or a million digit calculator. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know there was a million digit. Yeah, there's one because Google uh, fails and they make you use exponents. Mm. Um, but I came up with four thousand five hundred and seventy three years if he was traveling at the same speed as Voyager one. <laughs> Eventually, uh, Jake Rudock would be 
one light year ahead of Brad Kaya. So you think that wow. Kaya has no <laughs> chance to overtake him in this lifetime? Well, According in his lifetime, man. in four thousand, well, in yeah, four thousand, all of our lifetimes, combined, yeah, in uh, in thousands of like, there's gonna be like a different Mesozoic era and <laughs> stuff by the time he catches up to Kai, to Rudik. So Kai, that's a problem. Kai should just hang him up. This this <laughs> the uh, EarthSky.org, a light year is a unit of distance, not time. A light year is how astron- astronomers measure distance in space. It's defined by how far a beam of light travels in one year, a distance of six trillion miles. So does that mean he's six trillion miles ahead? Yeah, his, multiple. In theory, he, he, plural years. At the very least, it's it he's going to need a good preseason. That. <laughs> he's going to need to clean up in that week four of the preseason. You're gonna, he, he, I think we should measure all position battles in light years from now on. How can, far away is Deshaun Watson from Tom Savage right now? You like, have to form a new society on a ship, like a generational right. ship, and then send that off and have generations die after die after die after die while caring for this <laughs> cryogenically frozen Jake Rudock and then thaw him out uh, 4,000 years from now. It's like, it's like one – it's like Josh McCown is one – point of a tenth of a trillionth of a point ahead of Bryce Petty right now, Christian Hackenberg. In, <laughs> in light, light years. years. Yeah, in light years. I like it. I think was the, the, maybe that's a good take. Maybe that's a retweet. Maybe that is. I don't know. <laughs> Just going to say. Well, the, li- the Lions better uh, hope that we don't end up finding out whether this is true or not. <laughs> By the way, you know, Matthew Stafford hasn't missed a game in about six or seven years. This, so you're, you're this saying... would be problematic if we find out whether yeah. whether they're right about Ruddock or Kaya, because that, that's a that's a problematic backup quarterback situation. Who do you think it speaks more of, Rudock or, or Kaya? I think if is it how well, good, it, is I think it just how good Jake Rudock well, is. Well, that's true. Maybe how good he's is Matt next, Stafford, though? Maybe he's the next Tom Brady. <laughs> um, Patrick Claibon, you, you've said it all. Uh, you're a man that. That, that, that takes hot takes and deconstructs them in front of us, and, and we respect you for that. You also have a Steven Seagal book. I did buy it for you, but do you <laughs> you are in ownership of it. Uh, thank you for joining us. You could check Patrick out on Twitter. Is it at Patrick Claybon? That's it. Got that locked down? Mm-hmm. Cool, because you know, I would think that maybe there would be another Patrick Claybon. I, I am the only one. Well, it says a lot about so. you. Uh, Patrick, <laughs> and that's where you can get all his hot takes, and you can see him on NFL Network. He is... Uh, the respected news guy in the newsroom while uh, the rest of us jabronis are in the back uh, fooling around. So check out Patrick. Time to check the sink on these podcast bozos. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, that's about it. Check. By the way, go to, again, I know we do this, we say this sometimes, but we actually mean it. If you have not uh, left a comment or left a five-star rating on iTunes, please do so. It allows us to combat uh, the negative uh, or the, 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 the walls that we have to scale within this own building to get our podcast uh, to the next level. But if, if we do well on iTunes and their rating system, that will help. So please um, uh, give, us, give us some love there. Uh, we will be back on Thursday uh, where you can uh, check out more NFL goodness from the entire team. And, and finally, Patrick Claibon starring in Threshold, <laughs> which is uh, coming uh, to your on-demand television screens, perhaps. Maybe may, maybe the big screen. I'm not sure. But just keep an eye on it. Threshold uh, directed, of course, uh, by... Jason Eric Perlman. Jason Eric Not Perlman. his first movie, by the way. Not his first film. And Patrick plays uh, the newsman. So there you go.
I'm excited for what comes next. Thanks, Dan. In your career. Uh, all right. Thank you to everybody for listening. It's time to go home. This is Dan Hansa signing off for the Hot Takes Ombudsman, the mailman, the boss, and sweet Sully behind the glass. Till Thursday! You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.